The following is a podcast from One Community Church. Join us as Pastor Joel Hendricks shares this week's message. All right, now, if you have your Bibles this morning, I'm, I'm going to give you some verses. Uh, we're going to start a new series. I'm going to set it in context, preach, give you a couple major thoughts, and get you out of here, okay? 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 18, and 20. They'll be, well, not there for you. I keep doing that. Every week I do that. They'll be up there for you if you don't carry your Bible with you or you don't have a notebook or, or a tablet or uh, your smartphone that has that, that uh, scripture on there for you. Especially verse uh, 17 is, is, is super familiar. Once, once you hear it, you, it's like, I, I get that one. Uh, we're, we're, we're really 517 people. I mean, I, I love that verse of scripture. It's a very powerful verse of scripture. But I want to include 18 and 20. And so if, you, if you've got your place, if you're looking uh, up on the screen, let me read it out loud as you read it to yourself. We're going to talk on the subject for the next couple weeks of influence, okay, so that you get the overlapping idea of influence, okay? And so this is what we'll talk about. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. I'm reading from NIV. The old has gone, the new is here. Verse 18, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 20. We are therefore Christ, here's the word for today, we are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Now, I mean, there's so much meat there. There's so much depth. These verses are, you can spend hours, if not a lifetime, dissecting and, and, and exegeting the truth and just, just, just really going through and, and seeing how much power is found there. But this is what I want you to catch today. You're an ambassador, I'm an ambassador, and Christ is using us to make his appeal and it, this is not for us, but we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So this is what he's doing. He's using us. Now, we piggyback. You with me? Say amen. amen. We piggyback this series, Influence, because I want you to understand that every single person casts a shadow. Every person casts a shadow or an influence. Everybody does. It can either be good or it can be bad. And for some of us, if not most of us, if we'll be really honest this morning, it's good and it's bad. I've, I've, I've influenced both ways, okay? What I want you to get is we piggyback this series, all of the series, which I've had great response. We, we've, we've had one of the best response that we've seen off any series, off the last series, uh, The Forgotten Virtues, all right? I'm talking about really just morals, character, uh, <laughs> honor, purity. Uh, the last one was gratitude, integrity, and, and how we live this way because Christ lives in us. It's the hope of glory. The reason we live this way, why it is so important that we are people of integrity, that we do not forget these virtues, that we have morals, and that we are people of character, is because we have a direct impact and influence on everyone around us. And again, it's good or it's bad. That, that choice is yours. I, I, I leaned into Sandra and I said, it's so funny, I use, I use my family to illustrate every week it seems like, and, and so I will again this week. I begin to think about how I'm guilty of not only being a good influence, which I wish I, I could just leave it at that, right? I've been a great influence. But I've been a negative influence. And I won't roll that list out for you, but I, I think about it with my two girls. For instance, Lana, uh, I, I think we've positively impacted her life as, as much as she has impacted our life. When she, when she moved in with us and, and uh, took up residence as a Hendrix, uh, she was kind of backwards, uh, a little bit shy. We unleashed a beast. I don't know if Selena just told her to hold quiet for a moment and then I'll just explode. Uh, but uh, she, she, she seemingly lacked in confidence. All right, swagger as we call it around my house. 
Uh, and, and I don't mean in an arrogant, ungodly way. I mean knowing who you are, all right, and walking in that authority, all right, and being confident. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody around you is going to believe in you, okay? And so I believe we positively influence her because yesterday at, at the first of many weddings I had this season, I watched her and Addie walk off, and this is the truth, they walk off there, shake, 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 shake in front of everybody, man. Now, I can't do the hips like those girls, you know, but man, just pressing all the way up through there and stealing the show and, and showing out and look how beautiful I am. And so I would say that we positively influence her, all right? Now, and there's probably more ways than that, but just for sake of time and a short intro. And then I've also been a negative influence. I, uh, Addison's grandfather, and I know there's far worse out there. We, we understand that. But Addison's grandfather, she, he wanted to, as, as, as old timers would say, want to pick a bone with me. Y'all ever heard that phrase? Uh, want to pick a bone with me. And so Addison has picked up something for me that I am very much embarrassed over and a little bit ashamed. I say freaking all the time. All right? Might as well say the real thing. You know what I mean? All right, don't look at me piously, please. All right, don't act like you just come from monk. Okay, don't, no, no, no. And so he said, I asked her when I got on to her, where did you hear that? Because I'm sure he thought school or Sandra started with, you know what I mean? And uh, I throw you on the bus while I can. Addison being Addison, she said, my daddy. And so he said, I have a bone to pick with you. And so we all cast a shadow. And I use silly illustrations in those, in those girls' lives. And, I, and, I, and listen, let me be honest with you and transparent. I, I've done far worse, I guarantee you. I, I feel like that when I met my worst, all three of my girls are watching. I, I, I promise you. And so I, I, I understand that. But, but I wanted you to get that you have the power and the capability to influence. You don't have to wait to a certain, just like this morning. Mama Jones here, Casey moved down to the front row. How about that? From the very back, all right? Got influence, influence, influence. You knew I had to do that. Influence. We all have influence. As a matter of fact, let, let me give you just a quick definition. Influence, the power or capacity of causing an effect in indirect or intangible ways. Let me say it again. The power or capacity, and we have that. All of us cast a shadow. It's either good or it's bad. And what I pray is that when my time is up, when I meet Jesus face to face, all right, and takes me by the hand and walks me through the promised land, all right, I pray that I've done more good or, or I've influenced more in a positive than I have in a negative. Because we all cast those shadows, some good, some bad. I, I have the power or capacity of causing an effect in indirect or intangible ways. Now, you're still with me, say amen. Yeah. Right, I said a whole lot, but I'm introducing and setting this in context to why this series is important to me. I wanted to piggyback off of these virtues. There was a phrase that was not original with me, because not much is original with me, all right? There was a phrase, though, that is, continues to scream at me. And, and if you take notes, I really want you to get, I, I, it, it, it come up in the series last several weeks, okay? So if you take notes and you didn't get it the first time around, here it is this morning. This is why it's so important. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. And if you want to be real technical and, and, and make it applicable to this morning's message, when, when, when you know who you are, you will know how to use your influence. You will know why it's important to have all those virtues in your life. That's why it is important that we are people of character, of moral integrity and righteousness. Not perfection, but striving to be more like God every day in our lives. To, to live our lives so that our family first, then our friends, and then at the factory they can see that we are 
Jesus' followers. All right? So here it is. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. And this morning, I really want to hunker down on reminding you that you are an ambassador. And I'm going to give you two major thoughts about what it means or, or, or two facts about an ambassador that I think will really help us this morning. But to set it in context, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. We know that Corinth was probably the most carnal church at, at all, all right? As a matter of fact, some have said, some, some modern day scholars have said, if you take the church of Corinth then and compare it to most of the churches today, it would be an exact replica of the sin that is rampant in the church today and the tolerance that we have to say, okay, everybody come in. We should, we should. But then when we come to Christ, there's a standard of righteousness that he imputes to our lives so as he'll be holy for I am holy. You, you, you're following me, right? And so he says, he says, one of the most evil churches, one of the most wicked churches. And so Paul is writing them, especially the Christians that are planted there. And he says, this, this I want you to understand. It's really cool. Because most times when we look at that verse 17, we see that it, it, and we get excited when he's talking about we'll become a new man. All right? What I want you to understand that there was a, a, a much larger concept than it just becoming a new man. All right? What, 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 what Paul was writing on the authority of Jesus Christ is not only is there going to be a new man, there's going to be a new method. You see, you've got to remember the setting of the time. The method was religion. The method was, I do all these external things, all right? I do all these external things to make an atonement for my sin. Now, Christ, through Christ, I become a new creation. I, come, I become a new creation. Why? Because Christ died for me. And so now, I don't change on the outside, hoping it gets on the inside. I change on the inside so that it works its way to the outside. So he says, not only am I going to be a new man, there's going to be a new method. It's not only going to, it's not, no longer going to be religion. It's going to be a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's going to be an active, ongoing, uh, uh, he's going to convict us. He's going to change us. He's going to challenge us. And he said, there's a new method. And, and then he says this. He said, he's saying that it's going to be a new mission. So when he says that you become a new creation, he wasn't just saying you become a new man. He was saying, listen, this is a new method. And there's a new mission. You know, you no longer belong to yourself, but you belong to God. And that's why I want to talk to you about being an ambassador. See, in the Roman Empire, they only had two provinces, two, two regions, if you will. Those regions that were regions of peace. Now, now let me explain to you what that means. You still want me to say amen? amen? Now, can I teach you a little bit? Is that okay? Yeah. They, they only had two regions. They were peaceful regions, all right, or provinces. And, and, and what made those peaceful regions, now, now stay with me, remember the, remember the context and the time that Paul is writing and how he would illustrate this to us. It, it, it's a little different today, but it, it's really not. And so that, that peaceful region, see, well, they, they had surrendered and they had submitted to the Roman Empire. The other regions, the other province, those were the ones that were rebellious, that were not surrendered and submitted. And so what had to happen was, is the Romans had to enlist those folks from the peaceful regions, the province, and they had to be ambassadors to be sent to those rebellious to keep the wars from breaking out and say, this is what they're offering, this is what, and so it's just like, now watch this, when Paul writes that, you say, well that doesn't have anything to do with it. Yes it does. You've got to understand that you, you are not from this world, okay? See, we love the things of this world. That's what happens. We start setting up so many roots in this world that, 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 that we don't really, it don't grow strangely dim to us because we love it, man. The flesh loves this world and all the pleasures of this world. But what he wants to remind you is that this is not your home, that you're really an alien here, all right? You're a foreigner in this country. And so he says, I have sent you as a person that has, watch this, been conquered, all right? That has surrendered, all right? That's what you do when you, when you come to Christ. You die to yourself. 
You surrender your rights and say, God, it's not my will, but your will be done. I don't live for me anymore. I live for you. So you understand? Now, now, now are you seeing the correlation? And he says, I, I have sent you, all right, from a place of peace. I've sent you from a place of peace to a place of war. Anybody, you don't have to raise your hand, amen. Has anybody experienced the war that's going on around us? I, no, 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 I'm not talking about on CNN or Fox News. I'm not, I'm not talking about the war that's in the Middle East. I'm talking about the war that you live every single day. The battle between the new man and the old man. The sin and the flesh that wars against the spirit and the love of Christ Jesus and all of its army that comes against us. He said, I got you and I need you to remember that you are not of this world. That you're an ambassador. That you have been sent by God. A place of peace. To a place of war, and you are to represent him. Now, now let me let me make it uh, elementary, okay? What an ambassador is, all right? Okay, not that you need me to make it elementary, but so that I can understand it better. You see, an ambassador is, is the is the highest ranking diplomat. You're listening to me. The highest ranking diplomat sent from one country to another. All right. So you said, well, duh. Well, stay with me, okay? You're an ambassador. All right. And you've been sent, all right, as the highest ranking diplomat from one country, heaven, to another country, wherever you're living. And you say, well, what do you mean? Draw a three-foot circle around you. And everybody that comes inside that three-foot circle, they're now in your world. And your world is a heavenly world. You understand me? Okay? All right? And so everybody needs to understand the power of influence you have, good or bad. And then I need you to get that you are sent by God as an ambassador. So the reason you struggle so much this side is because, real, this is not your home. All right? And you've got to understand that. An ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat sent from one country to another. And I want to give you two facts. So here's the message. I want to give you two facts this morning that I think will help us understand better our role as an ambassador. The first one is this. You take your notes. I want you to get this. The first one is this. And I love it. These, two, these, these are two very powerful statements. First of two is this. You are not elected by people, but chosen and appointed by God. Let, let me say it again. You are not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God. I mean, that is powerful. Let me give you a cross reference. Jesus says it better. John 15 16 and 19, he says this. And I, I, John 15, 14, 15, 16, 17. I mean, man, there's a powerful block of scripture right there in, in the Bible. I'm telling you, just an awesome section. But John 15, 16, 19. Jesus says, you did not choose me. Most of us stroll up on the scene like, we're doing God a favor because we're here today. Psh, he don't need you. <laughs> he don't need you. John, he can take a ring over and put it right up on that building, can't he, brother? He, he don't need us. Man, he controls it all in a second. He, he said, listen, if you don't cry, I'll make the rocks cry. I don't need your worship. Yeah. You can sit back there like a bump on the log, or you can get yeah. excited. It don't make no difference. I can use the rocks. Yeah. He said, I, I, it's what he says. He said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Listen to the power of his word. And I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Isn't that awesome? Verse 19 of John 15 says, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen. Look at that word again. I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. 
You see, once you understand that you're an ambassador, that you don't belong to yourself, that you've been sent from a different country, you're the highest ranking diplomat, you are the ambassador that's been sent to your family, you're the ambassador that's been sent to your friends, you are the ambassador that's been sent to the factory or the place that you work or the region that you serve in, that you, when you begin to understand that and, and assume who you are and begin to know what to do, you begin to understand, it's an it won't matter what people say. It doesn't matter that they don't think that you're not qualified. I know I'm not qualified. As a matter of fact, I know I'm not the best. But guess what? God chose me. You didn't choose me, nor did you appoint me, my friend. So your opinions are like, you know what? Y'all crazy. I'm telling you, once you get this down, you will walk with a sense of confidence. That it doesn't matter where you, and, and, and you know what happens? It begins to take and transform the place that you have to go to work. I mean, and listen, some of you, you ever, listen, it's Sunday and you already, I have to go to work tomorrow. It transforms that because you begin to understand that no matter where you go, no matter what you've done, you've been chosen and appointed. And it doesn't matter what they say to you, it doesn't matter how hard they make your life. As a matter of fact, if you've got it easy right now, you may not be living out life in Christ. Hallelujah. If you're going up with the stream and things are good and all is being blessed, I'm telling you, I, I had to explain this morning, and you hear more about it in a minute, but listen, you won't wake up tomorrow and everything be perfect. That's not Christianity. That's the big hair channel with the teased hair and the bleached teeth. I'm telling you, my friend. That's a lie out of hell. My God said, in the midst of the storm, I will calm the storm. I will come on board with you, but I will not remove you from the water. I will go with you in the water. That's our God. And I've been seen everywhere to remind folks that I am an ambassador, and you didn't choose me, nor did you point me. I wasn't elected by you. So I'm glad when you say, I'm not worthy, for it is not up to you. It is awesome to know that it doesn't matter what other it doesn't matter how good, how smart, how together you are. And I know I'm not the best. And you, you remember me telling you this story. I put a little uh, one liner here to remind me of this story. I've told you this before. If you've been around me, you know this. 1998, I give my life to Jesus Christ. Uh, pretty much out of drunken stupor. I, I do not brag about that. I just want you to understand when I say that. It's to just to, to, to hopefully convey the idea or the truth that our God is, well, he's not a... He's not a person that, you know, that looks on the outside, but he looks on the inside. Not only does he look on the inside, he looks on the inside. Not only sees this moment, but he sees all eternity. He sees what you were, what you are, and what you will be. And he says, I got so much more for you. And he, and he saved me. Amen. And, and listen, all the people I run with back then, man, I, I, listen, we, we either drank, cut up, and carried on, raced cars, just done, just done things, you know, just done things. All right? And uh, I had a few that were, as the girls say it now, my BFS. <laughs> no, I never said it to the dudes, okay? I did it somewhere in you, my BFF boy. No, 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 they didn't roll like that, okay? But they're like brothers to me, and I, I love them, and they love me, and, and we still stay connected even today, but I'll never get this, and I won't mention any names. I told you this story before, I know, but just, just bear with me. <laughs> I get saved. I, get, I mean, I'm a fire man. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you can remember when you first got saved. I pray it's like that every day for you. You recommit your life every morning, and, and you get, I mean, just, just, I, was, I couldn't shut up. I couldn't turn it off. It was, like, it was like when I first got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I couldn't turn the tongues off, man. Every time I went there. If you don't get that, that's okay. We, we, we love you. Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist. We love them all. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't turn it off. 
But when I got saved, I just couldn't, I just couldn't turn it off, and I was so ignorant. I mean, I was just so ignorant and so green, and I, I, sometimes I, I would love to be that ignorant again, uh, to just the way things are, you know. And, and uh, so I was in, in Lowe's, of all places, and, and I run up on one of my, my, my BFFs, <laughs> my boys, I, I run up on his mom. Well, man, if, if, if you run around with your buddies, your, your buddies' mamas, they knew how bad you were, okay? You didn't hide from them, okay, all right? And, 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 and I, I began to tell her, I run up on her, I began to tell her, and I remember which aisle was the building, it's not even the same anymore, everything changes. God has saved me, and God, God has saved me. Not only at this point in my journey, I mean, I mean, quickly God not only saved me, but he called me to the ministry. I knew there was, there was a calling off. I didn't know what would be to pastor or preach or whatever, you know, would be the case. I just knew I was going to do something. The rest of my life, I was going to do it for Jesus. I don't care what it was. I, I was going to be a spokesman for Jesus. So I'm telling her, I think I'm going to preach, I'm going to teach, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. When I take a breath, she says to me, well, he does take the worst, don't he? It's a true story. It's a true story. I'm gonna lie to you. I, 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 you. You got the story, right? I haven't been saved long. I wanted to jab in the front. <laughs> I'm the name of Jesus. I knew I'd seen it come like this, but I thought, let's try from this direction. I did. I was like, man. And I was so hurt and so offended. I was. But I look back on it now, Andrew, and I see she was actually complimenting my God. Amen. You see, because I wasn't elected by people. They would have passed me on by. They would not have chosen me. They would have looked at the scars and some of the scars they could see in my tattoos and they would have said, eh, he's not good. Or they would have said, he's a high school dropout. Man, he just sobered up. Man, he ain't even gotten the THC out of the system yet. He's not fit for the kingdom. He can't be used. I didn't get elected by people. I got chosen and appointed by God's own one. I'm the pastor. And when you get that truth deep down inside you, it will change you as a mama. It will change you as a daddy. It will change you as an employer. It will change you as an employee. It will change you as a student. It will change you as a son. It will change you as a daughter. That I am not my own that I represent him. And nobody, nobody can take that away from me. For what is given by God, no man can take away. Amen. I'm an ambassador. Amen. And so what I was offended actually was a compliment. Now, I didn't get it right away, okay? I struggled with it. And I'm telling you, I still struggle with it. Maybe in certain areas, it, and I'm going to move on to the second thought, because the first one is this. You were not elected by people, but you were chosen and appointed by God as an ambassador, okay? We looked around at each other. Don't do it. You may not have chosen the one sitting beside you. Now, if it's your husband or wife, you chose them. You stuck with them. All right? But no, we wouldn't have chosen one another. We, 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 would have we would have chosen a Billy Graham, or a Billy Sunday, or a D.L. Moody, or a Wigglesworth. I thought you said, is that a real? Yes, look them up. Huge movement in Pentecost. Anyway, we, we, we would have chosen folks like that. But at the moment they were converted, we wouldn't have chosen them. We just knew this side of history. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you, that's the power. Let me, let, me, let me say this to you before I move on. I still war with it because if you choose, and I, I, I did a little devotion, I don't really do devotion, but my, I had a thought this week that was piggybacked off of, off of other people's stupidity, but it still bothers me. Deep to my core, it bothers me. All right? I'm just being honest and transparent with you, okay? If you're going to be godly, if you're going to live for Christ, okay, you, you take on the risk of being misunderstood, 
You, you take on the risk of being judged, of being criticized, and ultimately you being, being hated. But, but the truth of the matter is, is, is people don't, they don't elect you. God did that. God chose you and appointed you, and you are to be that person that speaks out and lives for righteousness. And, and listen, just because they come against you, it doesn't mean it's, it's that you they're coming against. It's that Jesus is inside of you, because this is what he said. He said, listen, don't be bothered. Don't be troubled. Don't worry. Don't be vexed. Don't be bewildered by the hatred or the attack of the enemy. Sometimes even it's your own wife and judge case, just curse God and die. Sometimes those closest to us will attack us and say, why in the world? Or you're no good. Or you're not. All those things. Don't worry about that. Listen, they hated me first. There's nothing that you have gone through that our Lord didn't go through a hundred times worse than what we're going through. But they crucified him, whipped him, and beat the flesh off of his back. His visage was so large that you couldn't recognize him. They would put the hair from his face. They spit upon him. I've had nobody spit in my face. Now that I can recall. Oh, yeah, thank God. I mean, seriously, because our flesh would not handle that. Yet with, yet with, with humility, he allowed that to happen. And we get bent out of shape because somebody that don't even know us pass a word about us or post it on stupid social network. Post it. You're just making yourself look dumb. Because the people that really know me, know I don't play that. Or at least they would say, homie, don't play that. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things I do that is not right. But most of those things they never even call out. So you've got to understand, you have an influence. You cast a shadow, good or bad. You need to understand God has chosen and appointed you as an ambassador. You are not your own. The second truth that I, or fact that I believe will make it easy for us and help us understand better what it means to be an ambassador is first of all, again, not elected by people. No, they probably wouldn't have chosen you. It doesn't matter if you want to run for president or not, they probably won't choose us, all right? But you were chosen by God and appointed by God, all right? The second truth is this, and I will finish out the message on this, and it'll take me a minute. You're listening, say amen. This one will kick you to us. It, it really will. You never represent yourself. You always represent God. Amen. I, I really want you to put emphasis. I, I got mine all caps and bold in my outline. You always represent God. You listen to me? Right here. You never represent yourself. You always represent God. You can never, once you cross the bloodline and you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, you can never say, okay God, I want to take a time out right now. I, right now God, I need to act like a hellion and a hoodlum. Right now God, I just want to get drunk. Is that okay? I, I, got, I got problems God. I know you don't know about them, God. Okay, I know, and I know you don't have an answer for them, but that jack over there does. I, I've got to go right over. Just for a minute, let me, let me punch out. Because see, it's not a job, man. You don't punch out. You don't punch in on Sunday and punch out on Sunday night. You okay? You see, as an ambassador, once you get this in your court, it's, now this won't feel good as, as I'm preaching it, okay? It, it won't come out like it's, yeah, boy, yeah. But I'm telling you, once you get this in your court, when you know who you are, you will know what to do. Once you start living in this power and authority, it is absolutely liberating. 
to know. I don't have to worry about it when I get on the stage. Everything else, this is the place I find my greatest comfort. In this moment, everything else fades away. Because I take a knee right back there behind that curtain, and I say, God, let none of my stupidity, selfishness, and self-pity, and arrogance, and all the things that I go through through the week, let none of it interfere. May I be your mouthpiece. Once you know who you are, you will know what to do when the time is appointed. That's why you are to always represent God. It's not your opinion. Do you know that? Have you noticed how people, don't look at me like that. Do you notice how people, they won't tell you what God says. They won't tell you their opinion. <laughs> I don't need your opinion. I can stand in the checkout line in Ingles. And I can read the covers of those magazines. And I can get everybody's opinion. Alright? Or I can turn on Dr. Field or Ellen or Harvey. And, and I, I ain't criticizing nobody. I, be like, I like that show. Just don't email me later. Don't mess with me. Okay? Y'all get the point I'm making. I, I, just don't, I just don't understand why it is that you think that your opinion trumps God's word. Amen. You, you're right. Your opinion should actually be statements that's based off the scripture. It doesn't matter what you think. It's not about what you have to say. It's about what God has already said. Do you get it? But now watch this. Because you might get offended by that and go, now listen, I got an opinion about things. Well, we know we've heard them. Or we've read them on Facebook, bless God. <laughs> Alert, rant starts. <laughs> why, why is that? Why, why is it that? It's okay. You do understand that, that, that you're an ambassador, that, that you've been sent, that you've been chosen and appointed by God. And, and not only that, here's the cool thing about it is that, is that you don't have to worry about it being your opinion because you know what he's already done? You might not have caught it in those, in those three verses I read. He's already given you a message. What is it the message of? It's the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation means being brought back into a right relationship. It means to be changed thoroughly. Actually, the Greek, literally the Greek word that's translated there, it means to be changed thoroughly. It doesn't necessarily, watch this, that's why we get so caught up in 517 just talking about how it changes us as people. It's so much bigger than that. It, it literally means that I've been reconciled or I've been thoroughly changed in my relationship with God. Everything about me has been brought to peace with God. There's no, no longer strife between me and God. There's no more clock in and clock out. Once I become a Christian and I cross the bloodline and I become born again, then I am a Christian all the time. Even when I'm snoring, I hope I'm snoring. <laughs> Nothing but the blood. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? I, that's just the way it is. She said I was talking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I guess because I make the girls PB&Js. I don't know, but, but I, I pray that everything that we do, that everything that oozes from us, that when the moment is there, that we understand we don't represent ourselves, but we always represent God. And it's not your opinion. Now, that can be offensive to us or it can be liberating. I mean, I'm telling you, when I started this thing, even though I had seminary training and had all the counseling classes and basics and all this, all this is in, in ethics and psychology, and I'm, I'm, as, I'm as dumb now as I ever was. I, it was so, I would struggle so mildly when people would come to me and ask me for advice because I would think I'd have to solve their problems. You see, it's not on you. See, it's liberating. I don't have to worry about what to say. I just base everything off the scripture. People can say, well, he's just super spiritual. I don't care what you say about me. I don't know nothing except Jesus, man. There is nothing that can heal you outside of Jesus. There's nothing that can help you outside of Jesus in his word. Everything that you could ever think possibly could go wrong, there's an answer for in the word of God. From your friendships to your finances to your family to the forgiveness of all of your sins to everything in your life. I'm telling you, the answer is there in the word. 
And once you get this in your core, that everything you do, you always represent God. You don't have to worry about opinions. Then you don't have to worry about opinions of others. All right? Now, it's one thing, as I was listening to uh, Ron Carver, it's one thing to have people that are voices in our lives that base the stuff off of the scripture. That speak to us. Everybody needs those people in their lives. They don't need just those in the supermarket line. Just let me point out this thing. Because it's still amazing. Now, let me chase this rabbit a little bit. Don't let me run off the cliff, Wesley, okay? But let me chase this rabbit a little bit longer, okay? It's like you always run rabbit out. Why would you even consider taking the advice from that lady that's been divorced four times and the guy she's with now is not even her husband? Why in the world would you take relationship advice from them? Now you can be offended by that or you can be liberated by that. Because all she's going to tell you is out of her bitterness. You say, well, that's wisdom there. Be very cautious. Be very cautious. Be very cautious of the opinions that you listen to. For opinions are like and you, it can answer the rest. Be very cautious. You see, once you begin to understand who you are, you'll know what to do. And you no longer have to give your opinion about it. Or for the sake of thinking you're helping somebody, tell them what you think about them. You alright? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I can tell about each other. It's the way it rolls. I can't tell you the hundreds of times I said this season of my ministry that I've had folks come to me after or middle of the week or after the service and say, well, if I was pastor, well, bless God, you are not the pastor. You all right? You still got a good attitude? I, I do. Well, if I was a deacon in those settings, now would be if I was a trustee, well, you are not. They are. And God has chosen and appointed them, whether they like it or not, and whether I like it or not. And guess what? Whether you like it or not. Do you understand what an ambassador is? Do you understand that you've been given a message? It's not your opinion. Can I give you... Can you handle another pet peeve of mine? Is that okay? John, <laughs> you know what you're getting into? He's like, oh my gosh. We talk about this often. It, it, now, you don't think that I'm, I'm pulling away from the fault, but I promise you I'm still on point. I promise you as an ambassador that you, you never repre represent yourself, but you always represent God. Okay? What happens is, is it bothers me that folks out there, and nobody here, nobody here. This is, this is, this is the good bunch right here, you know what I'm saying? Nobody here. But it, it, it really bothers me that myself and even my wife and my daughters placed on a higher pedestal than everyone else around us. Which means, watch this, which means, which means that we have, a, we have a higher standard. Now see, that bothers me because it means that, 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 <laughs> that you're watching and that people have an opinion about how I spend my money, the way I spend my time, the, the way I talk to people, the way I talk to people, <laughs> the movies I go see, the drinks I order when I'm out, the way I raise my kids, the way I treat my wife. Everybody says, listen, Jordan, you, you, I, I, and here's, here's how you know they hold you to that higher standard of accountability. You listening to me? This is, this is how you know it because when I mess up, notice I said when I mess up because I will mess up. I have messed up. I will mess up. When I mess up, you go, I expected more out of the preacher. Amen. Amen. That bothers me. You know why it bothers me? 
It bothers me because what you're, what you're saying is that there's a standard up here for me and a standard down here for you. And I don't know why in the world you think that. I, I, don't, know, I don't know why in the world that you're trying to bring me down to your low standards. Okay? What I want you to get this morning is that you always represent God. Everybody's been given the ministry of records. Everybody is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and listen, I don't want to low live with you. Why don't you come on up here to this high living with me? I care about the movies you watch. I care about the drinks you order. I care about how you talk to your children. I care about how you treat your wife. I care about what you're talking about on the job. I care about what you're talking about in the gym. I care about what you're doing out there in the world. Because God cares about it. You always represent God. It's not just for a select few that's at a higher standard. Come on up here and join me with this high living. Yes. Yes. You alright? Yes. Because see, when you put me at the higher standard, and I get it, and I assume the responsibility. I had to check that bad boy years ago. I get it. I do. I, and I said, that we live in a fishbowl. I can't remember which author wrote that book. Says, you know, how you live in a, in a fishbowl. We do. We live in a fishbowl. I've learned how to close the door off. It's in the back of the house, but I close that door off. That's just for me and mine. And then there's another little side over there. It's just for me and mine. That's not your business. But all they do is they they, they, want, they want you to come down here. And what I want you to understand is that there is. You say, well, you're just, you're just running off on a tangent. No. There is but one standard. Amen. Do you understand that? There is one standard. It's one one. It's not about how many Sundays I miss versus how many Sundays you miss. It's not about how many people I witness to versus how many you witness to. It's not about how much I tithe versus how much you tithe. Listen, there's a standard. And it's not based off of what you do. It's not based off of what I do. It's based off of what he's already done and commanded us to do. An ambassador. How many people have you brought to church lately? How many of you told about church lately? How many of you told about Jesus lately? How many of you even have to use words and tell them about Jesus? Amen. Amen. An ambassador, influence, morals, standards, righteousness. What do you think? You get so frustrated sometimes, and I, I know I do, I get so frustrated at the kids. All they're doing is acting like we show them. That's it. I get so frustrated at those folks out there, and really all it is is a mere reflection of things that I'm insecure about in my own life. You see, an ambassador, you're not elected by people. You don't have to worry about what they say about you. Get over that. No, I'm not the best, but I was chosen by God. He could have chosen far greater, but he chose this million. And I never represent myself. I always represent God. And the standard is the same. It is always the standard that's set by God, not by you and not by man. And the reason it's important that you assume the responsibility of influence. You listen to me? It's that, and, and you get this last thought, this, that you always, it's because you never know who's in that shadow. In the gym, I'll, I'll take you back to just a, just a couple years, and then I'll take you back probably 
14 or so years, two, two stories. I'm just going to use myself as illustrating. This is not a super spiritual. Pat me on the back. I'm just, I'm just going to try to set an example as we conclude. Working out in the city gym. City gym's over at Gentle the old Gentle it was It was fifth and sixth grade when I was going through school. It was right before junior high, which doesn't exist anymore in the middle school, high schools. You, you get it right. You know where Gentle is, where the, where the real Bobcat Stadium is. And uh, that's just how it is. And uh, I was in that gym, and there was, there were three guys this particular day. Because y'all know I'm a meathead, right? Well, I make that I make that clear in my post. I, I make I, I make three things very clear. All right, my faith, my family, and probably fitness. Probably two, three, just huge things in my life. And, and fitness is fun and, and all in that little alliterated category. Okay. So I'm in the gym, and there's three guys come in. Three three guys in particular. Two of the guys I knew. I didn't know them real 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 person. You know, like. But we knew each other enough to, to speak to one another. They, they knew I was a preacher. Uh, hopefully above that, they knew I was a Christian, of course. But, but they knew those things. And, and the third guy, never seen before. Pretty, pretty kind of, pretty big guy, you know, to be honest with you. And, uh, and so they speak. We talk a minute. Put the earbuds back in. Go to work. work back to working out. They go do their thing. And so 30 minutes or so pass. I don't remember the time lapse. And, and so the three of them, you know, they, they say their goodbye. The city gym was pretty small. It's broke up to the old classrooms. So, so on and so forth. And so they go to, they go to leave. Well, as, as the three of them go out of the room, I noticed that in just a minute or two, maybe maybe a couple minutes, that the guy didn't know. He comes back into the to the free rate room room. And and so I'm doing my thing. I'm paying attention for weeks, we'll get a little more workout in, right? He comes across the room, he comes over to me. And, and he's and he's excuse, gets my attention, I'll take my earbuds out. He said, the other two guys that called their names, he said, they were telling me that you're, you're a preacher. And I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he said, and then he just begins to unload. And one of the greatest things in his life, he was struggling with anger. Just rage from something that, that had hurt him and that he wanted to lash out. And if you've never been hurt like that, I'm telling you, it, it is hard to deal with. I mean, it's hard to deal with. It's hard to deal with. And, 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 and so this guy, I didn't know him from Adam, Adam Chowski. I don't know where that phrase comes from. But it's just what I know at the moment. Our Lord is bad. So he said, he, all he wanted, he said, he said I, w- I, want you, I want you to pray for me. Okay? And he goes to turn and walk, walk, walk off. And I, I, I literally was on, I don't even know if you know what this piece of equipment is, a decline uh, bench. And so I had, I had sit up on it but not got out of the decline bench. And, and all this conversation was soon. I'm kind of late going to sleep, to be honest with you. And uh, he, he turns there to, to walk away and go out. He said, I just want you to pray for me. So he wanted to tell his story. Then he wanted to pray. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Let's pray now, man. Let's just pray right now. And so the next thing I know, we just lay hands on him. My legs are asleep by then, you know what I'm saying? It didn't make any difference. And so I just pray for him and shout my ball on him. And, and then let me be honest with you. I don't think I've ever seen him again. You see, you always represent God. You never represent yourself. Amen. Let me give you another story out of my life. Most of you know that, that in my BC days, shortly after sobering up, I, 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 I finally could hold down a job, let's say that. And I, and I went into uh, a machine tool and die or CNC programming. It's, it's what I love to do. Because it's what my dad is, and it's what my brother is, what he told us to do. You know? and, and so I went to work for my dad. And I uh, worked, uh, most of the time they call them job shops, which is a smaller shops around here that feed off of the big plants like Liftech and US Engine Valve and, and other big corporate BMW. We do all kinds of parts. We'd run 1,000, 2,000 pieces where those big shops run 
millions of pieces, you know, so you understand the, the concept here. So I worked now. <laughs> most of you know, if you was in Bible study, that little season that I was, I went back to the industry, uh, I would always talk about those rednecks I worked with, sorry to label them like that, but they labeled themselves that way. And uh, uh, the Gillum boys and all, and I love those guys, I'm still friends with them, love social networks, still friends with them all day. But this, this takes me back to, to when I first started, so this is probably, you know, 13, 14 years ago, and, and so I, I was, you know, just saved and, and uh, working on my job. But it's tough if, you, if you're a Christian and, and you, you, you begin to realize you're an ambassador. It's tough if you work in an environment where they tell dirty jokes or they cuss or, you know, they still drink and, and carry on and, and all this good stuff. You, you understand what I'm talking about? It's, t it's tough. It makes it, it, makes it uh, or there's, you know, extracurricular activity uh, with the front office. And it just makes it tough. And, and so it was times that I was embarrassed, but I would, I would stick to my guns. And I had not gone to a discipleship class. I was just going to church faithfully, and, and, and I was going to a Baptist church, and they were pouring into me, and, and I was doing the best I could. And so I, I had no idea, but, but now let's fast forward to probably, let's say about seven years ago now. I get a call one day, and I won't say the guy's name, and I've told this story before, I believe, because some of you might have been in, in small, in our, when, we was, when we were still just a Bible study group. Uh, I don't know if that didn't make sense, but when we were... Still meeting like that because we've all we're still just a Bible study group. I got a call, and uh, this gentleman I, I knew immediately who, who who was on the other line, and, and he, he was so excited. I didn't even know how he got my number. Didn't even ask uh, to tell you the truth. He said, "I want to call you." He said, uh, "Over the weekend." Now, now, now remember when I got saved, I got saved at United Assembly of God, right? Just thought I'd throw that out there. This guy he, he he never asked me about Jesus when we were together. We were together for years, uh, at least in the same place. <clears throat> He said, he was so excited, he wanted to tell me that that past weekend, that past Sunday, he'd give his life to Jesus Christ at the United Assembly of God. And I was like, how, 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 how awesome is that? You know, you may say coincidental, but how God's just awesome like that. And uh, he began to tell me and proceeded. And, and, I, and I, again, it's not a pat on my back because I, I do, I, I got a lot of demons, all right? I, I struggle daily. But uh, he, he said, I, I just want to call you and let you know that. He said, because, and I really appreciate for all those years, the consistency that you showed us in that shop. You see, you never know the shadow you were casting. Did I go in there as some holy roller? And no, I, there were times I was embarrassed. I, I didn't even speak up. I wanted to say, oh, "We should shut your mouth." They probably picked up a tool and popped me one. But you know, I mean, I—I to I, I, be honest with you, I'm not—I I'm not, I'm not, didn't roll in like Billy Graham and bless God. I—I I, I didn't. I just didn't talk like that anymore. And I didn't go play golf with them much anymore because all they really wanted to do was drink beer. I'm just telling the truth. And all these years later, the guy would give his life to Jesus Christ. And then he would call me like, I didn't lead him to the Lord or anything. And he would call me back and he would say something about the influence I had in his life. Do you, do you understand the importance it is? It's not about growing this church numerically. It's about understanding your responsibility as an ambassador, no matter where you are. You always represent God. Always. You don't unplug. You don't punch the time card and say, okay, well now I can do whatever I want to do. You always represent God. Watch this. This morning, and I asked, is it okay if I, I said, you still with me? Say amen. amen. And, and, I, and I'm done. I'm done. <clears throat> this morning, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going through my normal routine. I have like a pregame ritual for me. Uh, some mornings, you may come on Sunday and it seems like I'm, I don't want to speak to you or whatever. People kind of doing my mouth. It just depends on what, what I've done 
And I mean, I put I've done leading up to this Sunday. I needed to get stuff right to make sure I'm good, make sure I'm getting in tune with the with the band and with with, with sound. I mean, everything means something to me. Everything's a step in the procedure. Okay, so I'm, I'm going I'm going about my thing that I do. I'm smacking the stage down here and walking and trying to get my swag on and all this stuff I do. You know, and this is how I roll. Okay, worried about my sweat rings. I mean, that's just what I do. Okay? So make sure you listen. And so. I know this is being maybe too much information. Sometimes I use that bathroom. Most of the time I use the bathroom that's out this way, right? I stay with you. I promise I'm going somewhere, okay? And sometimes I get kind of intimidated. There's a big crowd, a big pocket of you back there. And I'm like, if, if, I, if, I got to, if I got to people, if I got to go real bad, I don't want to go toward that big crowd because I'm going to end up talking to you and it's just going to be worse. And sometimes, believe it or not, you think, kid, sometimes I forget. Then we're about this third song and I got to go real bad and it's too late. You, you, you follow me, right? I'm just being real with you, okay? I'm just being real with you, all right? Okay. So I saw some folks gathered up back there. I was like, no. And so I went this way. I make my way down the hall after I do my business. I make my way down the hallway, and as soon as I get about here, I run into Rob. And uh, I'm like, where's Libby? And, and no, 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 I, I, you said, you, I heard Rob say, stay. And I was like, well, did they bring the puppy this way? I don't know what to do So she was talking, if you don't know her granddaughter, Libby, she was telling Libby to stay. And she, she, so she presented, I was like, you know, okay. And, 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 and so she begins to tell me that Libby's asked a lot of questions about being saved. And if you don't know, because you wouldn't know, because she's so gifted, but Libby is autistic. And if you've ever if you've ever ministered or been around or you are blessed with a child that is autistic, they see things differently. I, I don't know that they don't see things better than we see them. I'll be honest with you, but they see things differently. She's asking a lot of questions, and and I, and I know it's from the influence that that Mimi I think she calls you uh, is having our, our children's program ministry is having. She said she's asking a lot of questions. She, she goes. And, and, and Robin began to say, this is what I've tried, I, but I, I just know that you can make sense. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You, you know, I mean, I, I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. Do, do you know how much, I mean, what kind of responsibility that is and how scared I was in that moment, Michael? I mean, I'm like, dude, this is, I mean, she's a little girl. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if it was, you know, grown woman. I'm, I, this, is, this is big time, man. This is, you see, this is why it's so, so important that you get that you always represent God and that you're an ambassador. You, see, you, you don't deal with temporal things. You deal with eternity, man. Right. Yes, I mean, eternity, you deal with souls. <laughs> It's a huge responsibility. And so I go around the corner because I tell I know I heard her say, stay there. And so I go around the corner, come in this little corridor. I don't see her. So I thought, where's Libby? She's back off in the corner over there, hunched out. Again, remember, she's autistic. And she's a little girl. And she's hunched out in the corner over there. And so I think Rob said, get her, come here, come on. Or, and, and, and so I try to coach her up. You know, I'm thinking like Preacher Joel, get her out of that corner. Come on, girl. And she's like, mm-mm. She says, I'm embarrassed. And I was like, why are you embarrassed? She said, Mimi didn't tell you. I remember you wouldn't love me. I'm telling you, she's gifted. I'm telling you, she's gifted. Witty. Ooh, she's talking. So I said, yeah, well, the only thing I need to do is sit down on the floor with her. That's all I need to do. That's why you always represent God. And so, oh my God, help me. I can't say it no clearer than they're saying in children's church. I can't say it no clearer than I know she's getting it home. God help me. And so I said, well, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I said, I said, I said, I said, 
do you love Jesus? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know that he loves you? He's like, yeah. And, and, and I'm telling you, it was the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost. I didn't speak in tongues over her or not like that because, you know what I'm saying, I won't, I won't flip her out or anything. So I was like, I felt the power of God. And I was like, this, this is crazy, right? I felt the power of God. And God said, remind me of her puppy. If, you ever, if you're a father on social network, you know that it's been a huge accomplishment in her life to have this dog in her life. And, man, they're thick as thieves, okay? And I said, I said, you know, you know, does your puppy love you? She said, yeah. I said, how does he, how does he, how does he show you that he loves you? That's what she did. <laughs> they the face. Says, yeah, she, and, and then she went, scooted the butt around on the owner. Yeah. I said, I said, watch this. I did not tell her. I did not prep her. Because you have to be accountable for your own soul. I said, Libby, you said you love Jesus, but do you, you know Jesus loves you. She goes, yeah. I said, how did he show you? How did he prove that he loves He died for me. <laughs> You see, we overcomplicate things. I said, but he didn't stay dead, did he? No. I said, so, here's what you need to do. Your says you believe. All you need to say, Jesus, I love you. I believe you died for me. I believe you come to life for me. I should forgive me. Say, and that little girl, she lived his life. I love you, Jesus. I believe you died for me. I believe you come alive for me. Save me. Bam, just like that. And then I blew her mind. You're right. I blew her mind. I blew her mind. She went into overload. I said, "You now that you know what you are." You're my sister, and she got big eyes, and she looked at me, and she said, you're my big brother? I was like, yes, I am. You are never about your business. Jesus said it well to his parents. Did you not know that I was about my father's business? Don't be fooled. You see, you would sit there and you would say, in closing, you would say, I'm just a mom. No. You're an ambassador of God raising the next world changers. You would sit there and you would say, I'm just a teacher or a teacher. Say, no, you're an ambassador that is influencing the next generation that will change the course of the world. You would say, I'm just a factory worker. No, no, you're a secret agent that's been placed in that factory or behind that cash register as an ambassador of God to spread the good news of reconciliation. You would say, I'm just a student. No, you're an ambassador to your math class. You are never about your business. You are always representing God. So don't post Saturday night that you're getting drunk and Sunday morning that it's good to be in the house. You are always representing God. You don't take the time out. Did you not know 
I would be about my father's business because you never know when you will turn the corner and there will be a little girl hunched down in the corner staring. It just needs. It just needs. And God's love is as simple as a dog licking in the face. You put that in your pocket, Smokey. You theologians wrestle over that. He may not have shown it the same way, but it is that simple. It is innocent. It is pure, and there is no ulterior motive. He simply died, rose from the tomb to save you, and then to send you. Won't you please, won't you please be an ambassador? Won't you please be an ambassador? From the things you watch, the things you read, the things you post, the things that you do, the way you act in your home, won't you realize that there are so many that need to hear and need to be here, but they are falling under your negative shadow? Won't you change and won't you assume the responsibility and get the truth that you are an ambassador? You don't belong to this world. Why you spend so much time trying to fit in when God said, I've created you to spend out? Hallelujah. Yes. Now I don't know where you are in your walk. But I know God's been here this morning. And it's working overtime right now. Thank you for listening to the One Community Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us for worship, our service begins at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Or check us out on the web at onechurchsc.org. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We hope you have enjoyed this message and may God bless.